We make a radical shift this morning from Advent to Christmas. The children's pageant kind of does that for us. And uh, we've been holding off with carols and talking about Christmas stuff. Uh, but this morning we saw, saw the story, and I want to make a couple of, of comments about that. I was reading an article by a guy named Mike Cosper, who writes for the Gospel Coalition. And he, he said something which I found really interesting, which is when you read the Gospel story, uh, often we think of it as a, just a sweet birth, you know. Yeah, we have lots of open space now, so if you want to come up and get a little distance out, we, we now have a lot of open room. Um, the idea of our carols maybe does injustice a little bit. Uh, Jesus Christ asleep on the hay. It's so idyllic, isn't it? Um, no crying he makes, you know. Have you ever been to a birth? Well, some of you clearly have been to a birth. <laughs> that's not, that's not a birth, right? Births are, are messy, usually. They're, uh, they're kind of ugly, frankly. I mean, my wife was very beautiful in that birth-like way, but but it's it, there's some violence in it. There is, it's hard. I, I hear it's hard work. It wasn't that hard for me? I don't know what she was complaining about, but they, it's it's hard. It's hard work. There's a, a battle in a sense, and this this Christmas, as we think about this movie thing that they did, which I thought was kind of a neat way, whoever wrote that, neat way to think about this. The birth of Jesus Christ, when looked at in the full arc of all the Scripture, which I like to do, I like to look at it not just as one story, but the Bible is one story. And so, where does this fit into this one story? And you know, this birth is really like an action movie. All those other movie genres that... Uh, Lydia and Hannah were, were did so beautifully putting together. This is really almost a cosmic war story because as a young girl who no one would have really known about is giving birth in a relatively small village in Palestine 2,000 years ago, heaven and hell are lining up for battle. And this is the opening salvo in a war that would end up on the cross. But think about it, it's just sort of this classic action tale. It's, it's a, a hero who travels to another place to reconcile with an estranged love because she's been trapped in the clutches of immense evil. This is basically die hard without the bad language. <laughs> this is exactly... So you say, well, well, hold on. Isn't this just about... God coming to earth as man, yes, but it's so much more than that. You see, in the arc of Scripture, where do we begin? Well, we, we Genesis is a good place to start. So I'm going to read two Scriptures. Genesis 3, in the very beginning, after humans are created, and I'll read from the 15th verse of Genesis 3, but there's a serpent who slithers into the garden and he starts lying to people. The devil's been lying to people from day one and he's lying to us now. And he says, there is no God, or if there is a God, he can't be trusted. There's a God who doesn't make sense. You should put yourself in the God place. That's the beginning lie. And here's what the Lord God says to the serpent. He says, on your belly you shall go, his curse for lying to Adam and Eve, 
And he says, I will put enmity or hatred between you and this woman and between your offspring and her offspring. That's a baby, by the way, offspring, children. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So we have the conflict and the warfare set out between the offspring of the woman, a baby, and the enemy. Now we're going to look at the last bit. And I want you to look this week as part of our reading through the Bible this year. We're in Revelation 12. I was very struck. This is, this is a Christmas story. Revelation 12. Who would have thought there's a Christmas piece in here? It's a, a vision. It's a metaphor. It's a dream picture that John sees in this vision. And he says, I saw in heaven a woman clothed with the sun. This is uh, 12, Revelation 12, 2. She was pregnant. She was crying out in birth pangs and the agony of giving birth. There's the word. Another sign appeared in heaven, a great dragon. You see, this serpent is now a tremendous dragon. He's there from beginning to end, and he still is trying to destroy you. And he's trying to destroy us of what God wants to do. And he's trying to hide God's purpose from your eyes so that you think you've got to run your own life. And the dragon, it says, now grown into this terrible, powerful thing, destroying the earth. It has seven heads Ten horns, its tail sweeps down a third of the stars of heaven, cast them to earth. The dragon, in verse 4, is standing before the woman who is about to give birth and he wants to devour the child. But she gives birth to a baby boy and he will rule over all the nations. Her child was caught up to God and his throne. And then it talks about that there's a war that arises in heaven. But you see, by this point, the dragon, this evil's destiny is sealed. So back to Luke chapter 2, right in the, not quite in the center, but pretty close to the center. In the beginning and in the end, we have this story. And today's scripture reading, shortest we'll probably do all year, is one verse. Today's scripture is Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Mary gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Here's the point. In this war, this cosmic war of which we're just so unaware of so many times, The cry of a baby is the shot across the bow that God came to earth in human form and he took on himself everything that you can't bear. All the sorrow and all the fear and all the things that plague us, he took it on and all the sin, all the guilt, everything you've done wrong, everything you will do wrong, this baby's cry indicates that he's taking it on himself. And there was no room for him in the inn because just like now, the world doesn't have any room for a God like that. It takes the humility 
to be able to receive and accept a gift. It's so hard to accept a gift. Say you shouldn't have, right? That's what but people always say when they're you've given a especially a gift that is just way over the top, right? Somebody that gives you something so expensive or so lavish and you say you shouldn't have. Well, of course they shouldn't have. If they if they had to, it was an obligation. They didn't have to. It's a gift. And that's what's happened is that it, a gift has been given to you. You don't have to receive it, but you can. The gift is that Jesus Christ came into the world to save those who know they need him. And if you think, I can't run my life on my own, I need something, I need someone, I can't do this, it's too much. Welcome to the kingdom of God. (laughs) The good news is it is too much. And if it's not too much now, it will be when you're about to draw your last breath. You won't have an answer. Nobody ever has. And you'll think, I can't do this. I don't know what's coming. And you see the little baby who will go to the cross welcomes you if you've welcomed him. There he is, born in a manger where animals eat. A humble place. 33 years later, he's going to be on a cross and he's going to quote from Psalm 22, Why have you forsaken me? And in that psalm, it talks about another place where animals eat. It says, I am being torn apart by wild animals. Dogs are going to come and try to eat me up. See, everything that we do in this life ends up tearing us apart. And it's hopeless. The narrative given to us by those who would say we come from goo, just from nothingness and we're returning to nothing and once it's over, it's over. That's a pretty hopeless narrative. And the Bible cuts right through that narrative and says you were created in love and everything this world wants to do to shred you to pieces, Jesus took on himself and he was shredded to pieces He started in a place where animals feed. He ended on a place where everyone was trying to tear him apart. And because he has taken it for us, we don't have to experience it. So I invite you in this Christmas over this next week as we consider together the beauty of this, that if you're in a place where this is not really real to you, for some this is their life, for some this is just a a ritual, and God is out there somewhere, He invites you to be right here. To come, that you and He would be one. It's as simple as asking and saying, Jesus, I need you. I believe it. I don't know how. I don't know all the answers. That's okay. Take your doubts. Take them to Him. And begin a walk and a life that would change you forever. Let's pray together. Jesus, the story is so sweet and it is beautiful to think about a child and there are times when it's fuzzy and warm and quiet and so idyllic, but there's other times when it's agony 
And it was agony for you to leave your father and come here, and yet you did it and took on everything that we can't bear so that we can live a life that's measurably different. Lord, help us to not play games with this, to to declare we believe or we don't believe, and then to live in accordance with that belief so that you would transform us as you said you would do. Lord, as we close and worship you, Lord, I pray that this would be a time for many to come and to begin to explore and to worship the one who has come for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you want to talk more about this, please talk to me or anyone here and uh, explore what God has done and will do when you say yes to Him. Would you stand with me and we're going to close in worship.